Well, I was thinking I haven't tuned it, so I'm sorry. (laughs) I would never know anyway. Welcome to the Exploring Washington State podcast. Here's your host, Scott Cowan. All right. Well, welcome back to this episode of the Exploring Washington State podcast. Uh, Today, my guest is Brittany Walker. Uh, Brittany, thanks for making the time to make this happen. We are sitting outside in Pateros. Where are we? Tell the audience. We are at Sweet River Bakery, Sweet River Bakery in Pateros. And this is like the gem, I think, of Pateras. I mean, there are many, of course, but I love this place. Okay. So the reason we're here today is we, we tried to do this in our typical remote fashion, and while technology just wasn't our friend. So, <laughs> Brittany, why don't you give us a little bit of your backstory as to how you ended up sitting here today. So from birth to today, in three <laughs> minutes or less. No, just kidding. What... How'd you end up here in the central Washington? <laughs> I was going to say how much time do we have. You said three minutes. Well, music is something that's, it's one of those always been there's for me. My mom plays the piano wonderfully, beautifully. And when I was growing up, she played in church every Sunday. And so I was watching her every week prepare and practice. And one of my favorite places was uh, for a little while we had a grand piano in our house and I loved to sit under there while she was practicing. (laughs) She was my first piano teacher and then I was in children's choirs and youth group band and then middle school I did some musicals. I was part of a children's theater program and um that's when I started taking voice lessons because I wanted to maybe get a solo. If I could sing one <laughs> line, I wanted to sing it well. And then high school, that's when everything kind of changed for me. There were I went to a school where there were and are a lot of fine arts and music programs, and I took every music class I could. There was a songwriting class, and I was one of eight kids in that class. And it was so, it was like a club. It didn't even feel like a class. We were just writing songs and sharing them every week. And that was, that was when I realized, oh, this is what I love. I love this. Um, so then uh, I went to Taylor University um, for music composition. Where's Taylor University? It's in Indiana. Okay. So I'm not surprised <laughs> that you wouldn't know where it is. It's a where, long ways away. <laughs> where in Indiana? Upland. Upland, Indiana. So another, okay. Over I'm, by I'm Muncie. Over, okay, there you go. Finally, thank you. <laughs> it's a little town. <laughs> it's a nice school in a little town. Uh, moved to Washington about eight years ago. My my dad got a job out here, and so I moved with my folks. And that's when I uh, it kind of struck me that well, if I want to be a performer, I should probably start performing. <laughs> kind of common sense, perhaps. <laughs> but um, that's that's when I started performing. And my first gig was I played at Der Hinterhof in Leavenworth, and it was a three hour gig, my first ever performance. And I knew about seven songs. So when I got to about song seven, I was hoping that everybody was ready to leave because I needed to start over. <laughs> but anyway, so since then, I've, I've been performing and uh, a lot in Washington and um, I travel a lot okay. to uh, I record in Nashville. And um, yeah, 
<laughs> All right. So Oh, I don't think I told you where I moved from. I told you I moved uh, here. Right. That's kind of like, that should have been the first thing I said. I grew up in West Chicago. West Chicago. So being out here is a lot different. I'm, I'm still not used to waking up and seeing mountains right. in every direction. Right. Yeah, that's a little bit of a change, isn't it? Mm -hmm. All right. Let's go back to your first songwriting class. Mm. Now, let's be honest. How were those first songs? <laughs> they were great, Scott. <laughs> they okay. were. No, I'm just kidding. They were. Um, I... It would be fun to go back and look at those again, because so, I'm sure they would be very different. <laughs> so how old are you at that time? At that time, seven, 16, 17. Okay. So there's, there's a, I was a, a, junior there's a guy school. that's been on the show, and he's become a friend of mine since. And he claims that he wrote a song when he was 10, hmm. and he's still performing it now. Really? It's, he's changed it through the years. So it's interesting. So I was, That's pretty impressive. I mean, have you, do you play any of those original classroom written songs i there there is one okay so uh i wrote a song called she almost did okay in that class and i actually i did record it and i put it on one of my albums okay and uh but for the most part the answer is no my family they're the only ones who know like those really early songs and every now and then they'll tell me that oh you got to play this one and my response is always well, I feel like I got to rewrite some of that okay. <laughs> before I do. It didn't age well. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So your first show, you had seven songs? Probably seven or eight songs, okay. yeah. I what, didn't really what, know what I was getting into. <laughs> did they didn't tell you it was a three-hour performance? They did, but I just, I don't know what I was thinking. Did you like doing a guitar solo in the middle of it? And, or, you know, there were lots of long introductions and <laughs> <laughs> outros. <laughs> <laughs> no, I that was fun. I'm glad they had me anyway. <laughs> what let's go to that let's go to that show then. Those first seven or eight. Do you play any of them still? I do. Okay. Yeah, I do. All right. Yeah. All right. It's always fun just to talk to people when they're first getting started and how <laughs> how things change. They do. Sure. So Yeah, a lot of a lot of things change. So you went to college. You ended up out here, mm -hmm. and out here at this moment in time is Pateros, <laughs> where we're yes. sitting under a tin roof, and it's a little bit of rain, and it's cold, and I'm like, I thought I moved to central Washington for the sun and the heat, and <laughs> it's it's escaping us this year so far. Uh, mm -hmm. When I saw you play, I saw you play at, at Pibus Market in Wenatchee. For, we weren't there all that long. No, we came in probably in the middle of, middle of your set, I think. Um. I was very impressed. Oh, thanks. And we had communicated kind of before that, and you were always really busy. Mm. So as a solo performer, has it been easy for you to find venues to play at now that we're post-pandemic? Well, first of all, it's really nice to be back <laughs> performing. Um, pretty rough couple of years for everybody, but... Around here, yes, it's been. I mean, there's so many beautiful wineries and uh, restaurants, places like Sweet River Bakery, where they love to have live music every week. And so, so yeah, I would say very fortunate in finding places. So when you play here, for those of us that are, no one's watching this, so you're going to have to paint a picture. Mm -hmm. That stage over there mm -hmm. is that the stage you play on? Yep, the one with the blue tarp. Yes, well, the blue tarp <laughs> is usually not there. Music hasn't started yet, I don't think, okay. at the bakery yet. <laughs> so, they have this, so they have this little um, stage, covered stage. Mm -hmm. um, you might get four people up on there, mm -hmm. but yeah. you'd be fine. Small groups. Yeah. Small groups. And this is a nice little 
backyard-ish venue. And you can really hear the rain coming through. This is just specific. atmosphere. Yes. <laughs> so in an effort to drown out the rain, I'm going to put you on the spot and make, ask you, not make you, ask you to play something. <laughs> okay. So why don't you give us a little backstory about, you know, because since I just threw you under the bus, she happens to have a guitar <laughs> in her lap, but she, you know, anyway. I thought something like this might, might happen. happen. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So since it's raining... <laughs> I think I'll play a sunny California song. Okay. Last November, I went to Northern California and saw the Redwood Forest for the first time. I've always wanted to go. So beautiful. And uh, while in the area, I had a chance to go a little bit further south to, uh, I think it's, is it Point Reyes, um, where went on a like a 14 mile hike which <laughs> is pretty long for me i don't <laughs> usually go on something that like that but at the end of the hike is a beautiful waterfall that it falls directly into the ocean and it's called alamir falls and going there i was very excited how beautiful it is because i had already written alamir falls into a song <laughs> before i'd been there <laughs> so i was glad to find that it was exactly what i hoped it would be <laughs> This is Golden Hour. I can tell when you're smiling on the phone, you said the lighthouse meet me at daybreak. If you were a time of year, I'd call you September when the trees change. So this morning, we are somewhere on the coast and I surrender to this runaway train. If you were a time of day, I'd know you forever at sunrise. Is that strange? When everything is red and golden, wearing my best dress I'm holding, my breath in a field of a thousand sunflowers oh honey you are golden 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 hour i don't mind where the day may go from here if we find alamir falls by sunset if you were a time of year, I'd call you September when the trees change. This yellow raincoat has been right around me, dear, since the day we met, and I haven't worn it yet. If you were a time of day, I'd know you forever at sundown. When everything is red and golden, wearing my best dress, I'm holding my breath in a field of a thousand sunflowers. Oh, honey, you are golden, golden, golden. You are golden now. Well, maybe every 
And maybe I'm a fool for you. Oh, maybe every fool believes, but I know it. You are golden, golden, when everything is red and gold. Wearing my best dress, I'm frozen with you in a field. Of a thousand sunflowers, oh honey, you are golden, golden, golden. You are golden now, golden, golden. You are golden now, golden, golden, golden now, golden, golden. Very nice. And I'm laughing because the rain is really coming down. And I'm getting, I'm getting, oh, you're getting, I'm getting wet. I was thinking, you know, of course, as soon as I start playing a song, that's when it starts pouring. All right, folks. That's funny. So let's talk about songwriting and where do you get, where do you get your inspiration? What what inspires you? How do you and how do you like craft a song? Inspiration can come from anywhere. Um, sitting in a rainy. <laughs> sitting in the rain, you never know. This might be a song. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, I love I love true stories. Not every song is based on. Well, everything is everything has truth to it, but um, I love when someone will tell me a story and especially when they don't know what I do and oh. then I can turn it into a song. For example, uh, a few years ago now, I was visiting, uh, driving from Chicago out here to visit my brother's family for the first time, never been out here. We stopped at, my parents and I, we stopped at Mount Rushmore. And while we were there, we saw a man who had a dog with him, which is a little unusual. You don't see people walking around with their dogs at Mount Rushmore. But the dog had a vest that said, Patriot Assistance Dog, ask my owner about me. So we crossed paths a couple times. And I think maybe the third time we finally stopped him and said, we're sorry to bother you, but your dog is telling us to ask about her. And um, come to find out uh, his name was Brad and his dog was Roxy. And he talked to us for maybe about 10 minutes, just telling us um, some of his experiences overseas and coming home and how Roxy is able to help him just every day. And so while we were leaving, I told my, my mom and dad that, you know, someday you might hear a song about Brad and Roxy. And I did write a song about them. So I love those kinds of stories. Um, sometimes my family will give me ideas like, oh, you should write about this, friends. Um and every now and then, my, my, my sister, she's an author, she's a writer, she'll just send me song lyrics, like, here you go. And that's great. <laughs> so okay. ideas and um, inspiration and songs, they can come from everywhere. So, so far, you've disclosed that your mom's a piano player. Mm-hmm. Your sister's an artist or author. Mm-hmm. What's your brother do? My brother, he, um, he's a great videographer, uh, photographer. And my other brother, he's in digital design, and so a lot of different arts. So you got the, yeah, everyone seems like they're in the arts in some capacity. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Growing up, were you encouraged for that? 
was that were you all encouraged for to, yeah. to be artistic and follow I, that path? I would say so, and also just encouraged to, if you're interested in something, see where it leads, and you know, pursue, um, go after it. Okay. So, so after college, had you recorded anything during college? When did you no. first start recording? First started recording in 2012. Okay. Yeah. And did you do that in Nashville or did you? That was in Nashville. So I... how did you end up? For those of us that are in the music business, you know, Nashville's got this mystique about it. Like it, like, <laughs> like about it, that. <laughs> it, it, that it's got this mystique that it's um, maybe difficult to record there, you know, things like that. But so how did you end up? Why did you go to Nashville and how did that process happen? Thinking about recording, um, my dad actually initially, he was thinking about building a recording studio and because he's a builder. Okay. And the more I researched, the more he looked into it, realized how expensive that was going to be. <laughs> and um, so we started contacting studios in Chicago because that's close to where I grew up and uh, great studios. But I'm a, I'm a folk kind of country, well, not country, but folk Americana mm-hmm. artist. And the studios we were talking to, that wasn't really their style. So then uh, my dad, he called up Hilltop Recording Studios to get an email address. You're laughing at the rain. He's <laughs> all blowing on one side. Of me. <laughs> there's no escaping it. No, there's none. He called up Hilltop Recording Studios and just to ask for an email address to get some information. And um, the owner actually answered the phone and they got in a conversation. And um, long story short, that's where we ended up going the first time in Nashville. And I was so nervous. I had I didn't know what to expect. And I brought my guitar with me. I was all practiced and got to the studio and as soon as I met John, the owner and uh, engineer now, um, that was when everything was like, oh, this is going to be fun because he's just so everybody down there, all the musicians, John, they're all just so great. And so he saw my guitar and he pointed at it and he kind of said, oh, you can just leave that right there. And he led me down. He led us downstairs to the studio. And that's where I met eight musicians that I didn't know were going to be there. I thought it was just going to be me. So it was a big surprise. And after about 60 seconds, I was really glad that I had left my guitar upstairs because I didn't want them to know <laughs> that I could play. <laughs> but uh, um, so since then, I guess 10 years, okay. I've made some really great friends. And um, that's where I do all my recording. Okay. Another person that's been on the show before recorded his first solo album at Abbey Road. Oh wow! Right, and he was <laughs> he was describing how when you go there, you can basically go, "Hey, I'd like to use Ringo's drum kit," or "Can I bring up the piano from you know yesterday?" And, <laughs> and you can be literally playing these instruments that had all these iconic uh, classical hits. They're not classical in the sense, but you know they are yeah. classical parts of history. Yeah, That's and, really and so cool. was this studio? Were you able to like go and say, "Hey, I'd like to try that," you know? Martin guitar that's just laying there in the corner. <laughs> well, I would say that uh, after 10 years, I do feel a lot more in control. Like the first day I felt like I was just kind of along for the ride with my own songs, just kind of, you know, what's the process? How does this work? And now it's, I, I feel more like 
uh, I guess a leader okay. in the studio. I wouldn't say that I, I haven't gotten to the point where I'm I'm comfortable saying, "Oh, can I play that?" <laughs> but maybe maybe I'll get there. <laughs> so that first recording session where they had you know studio musicians waiting for you and you had no clue. Mm-hmm. How was that for you? How was that? How was that day? Oh, it was incredible! It was incredible because. I had created demos and sent those down and that's what the musicians listen to beforehand. And so that way they know what this, what they're going to be playing. And right. um, they follow these sheets, these chord sheets that they put together. And um, so up until that day, it had just been me, you know, listening to my recordings. It's just me and my guitar. And so then they listen to the song, listen to the demo. I'm like, all right, let's give it a try. And so we all go into our different booths and the drummer does the count off. And all of a sudden they're playing a song I've never heard before, but it's mine. Like it's, you know, and my mom and well, not my mom, my dad, he was asking me afterwards, how did you know when to come in? Like, it didn't sound like your song at the first. How did you know? And I said, well, (laughs) I'm really good at counting, (laughs) but it's just so cool how they cool isn't even a good enough word. Beautiful. How they can take something and create something entirely new while still sticking and staying true to what you give them. It's amazing. Are you happy with that first recording result? I am. Yeah. I would say it's a lot different than my, my most recent recordings, Mm -hmm. but yes, what's funny is the very first song I recorded is called not afraid. Mm -hmm. And it kind of felt like that's the song I needed that day because I was I was pretty afraid, <laughs> you know, kind of this is it felt like it felt like the first test or, or a first test of whether or not this is something I really want to do. And um, it is. <laughs> and so how long how long were you in the studio the first the first time? First time. So every day, every recording day is split up into three recording sessions mm-hmm. in the morning. You record the instruments In the afternoon, I do my vocals. And then at night, either I have more vocals or we bring in backup singers. Okay. So that first day we recorded three songs, um, I guess three, six, nine hours. Okay. Yeah. And so the the entirety of that entire time that you were in Nashville, that first time, how many many days did it take you to... Oh, first, uh, probably, that's a great question. 10 years ago. <laughs> I don't know. If I remember. Definitely. Probably four, four or five. Four or five days. So yeah. a week. Let's just say a week. Sure. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. There was a lot of that first trip. There was a lot more kind of sightseeing and taking in Nashville too. Okay. Now, um, when I go to record, it's more, I'm trying to record six or seven songs. And so there definitely is a week in those cases and unless of going downtown and, um, yeah. Have you ever played in Nashville? I have. Yeah, okay. I have played a couple of times. Okay. I got to play the the Bluebird Cafe. Oh, it's pretty. Uh, that's cool. Kind of a legendary yeah, place in Nashville. So that was fun. All right. Well, we got the first album done. And how many have you recorded now? How many have you released? I have released five. Yeah, my fifth just came out in December. And that was a Christmas album. Yeah. Okay. So let's go. Let's jump to that one. Okay. How long did that take you to? go through and did you do that in nashville yes okay yeah i've all of my recording so far has been there that probably three i think it was like three trips three different trips through a year okay maybe 
So you're getting those frequent flyer miles. Yeah. Well, you know, we actually... So I'm very fortunate that my, my parents, they like to be along with me on this dream and this ride. And so we've driven a lot. Oh, okay. We've driven back and forth. Okay. It's a beautiful... It's a very long drive. It's very beautiful. Yeah, it is. We live in a very beautiful country. Okay. So that took you three sessions. Yeah, I think so. Okay. But what are you working on now? I have begun work on my next album, which okay. uh, I'm I'm very near the beginning of the process, so I'm not sure what it's going to look like yet. But I do have a few songs recorded already. Okay. Um, now recorded in Nashville, recorded or recorded? Yes. Okay, All recorded right. in Nashville. Not sitting in your real recording. Not not, not me on GarageBand. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's ask that question. You and GarageBand. Mm-hmm. Are you closer now? to what it sounds like when you go to the studio versus that first time where you're like, this didn't sound like me. This this was <laughs> yeah. not what I expected. So now, after years of practice, 10 years, does what you're putting down in GarageBand sound closer to I, that first day at the studio? I like to think so. <laughs> at least <laughs> at least vocally, I think yes. Okay. Um, when, I, when I'm recording... Um, one of my favorite, favorite musicians is Joel Key, and he's a studio musician in Nashville, and he plays the guitar, he plays the banjo and the mandolin, he probably plays anything with strings. Okay. And that part of the recording, no, I, I'm not up there with Joel Key okay. <laughs> with my guitar. I'm I'm still working on it, but um, so yes and no, I guess, okay. is the answer. Well, let's talk about this this early on in the process. And I'm putting you on the spot. Okay. When's this album going to be done? I know it's an almost impossible question, but like, <laughs> I'm just trying to gauge what's the what's the timeline look like typically for you? Every two years? It'll be. I will release it sometime in the next ten years. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm hoping that it will be out before the end of this year. Okay, um, and, and, and it's 2022. <laughs> 2022, yeah. <laughs> Now, when you're releasing these, when now I'm old, so albums still mean round platters. Right. Are you actually putting them out on vinyl? Are you doing them on CDs? You streaming them? How how are you distributing your music? I uh, on CDs. Okay. And streaming. Okay. And vinyl records. That is that is a goal of mine, just because I think they're so cool. Yeah. Uh, I think and I still too. call them albums. Oh yeah. I call CDs albums too. I know, they're but, the... but they're not. They're not. <laughs> in the ter- in the uh, sense of being a collection, it is. But I understand people always ask me because I'll I'll mention my albums Uh and they'll say, you call them albums? And anyway, so that's a conversation I've had. (laughs) All right. And you're Mm self-published? Yep. How's that? Let's let's talk business for a second. Not not real specific numbers, but let's talk the the business of being an independent artist. Mm. A lot more platforms available to you today than 10 years ago. That is true. So, yes or no, are you a fan of streaming services? I am. Okay. I am. Do you have a... Which one do you like? Is there one that you kind of go, oh, I really like? I really like... I really like Spotify. Okay. And I I also really like Pandora. Okay. I think if you're trying to discover somebody new, Pandora is great. Okay. Because you don't know what you're going to hear. It could be it could be what you're looking for, but it could be something you've never heard of before. So I think that's really cool. Okay. Why do you like Spotify then? 
Spotify, well, <laughs> I don't know if I have the, the best reason in the world, but they were the first platform to take my music. Okay. And that was a really big deal for me because there were many years where I was like, ah, oh, nobody wants nobody wants to stream my albums. Um, I also, I like that you can listen to exactly what you want to. Now, that's true of like Apple Music and Amazon Music. Um too so i guess that's not a good reason <laughs> well i mean it's i mean i use spotify more than me as any of the other platforms so there's just something about it that just seems simple mm-hmm. it just seems simple do you find it's i'll probably interchange the word streaming and spotify throughout the rest of this conversation but do sure. you find that streaming is a good way for you to be introduced to people that are actually going to come and see your music live? That's a great question. I I don't know. <laughs> because, because Spotify, well, I don't believe it is uh, aimed at a specific location. You know, it's pretty... So I don't know. Unless, unless somebody sees on my website or on a social media, a mm-hmm. link and clicks on it there. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, Oh yeah, but no, I don't know. Okay. Has it resulted in CD sales? Mm, not that I know of. Not that you know. Okay. No, oh, these are all fine. You know, yeah. it's just, no, you're making me think my hesitation <sighs> is just have, have they? Okay. <laughs> I think Spotify is a great introduction to the people who listen on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, I found some some great music um, because of the um, oh, what's it called? Well, first off, the release radar, mm, and yeah. then um, what's the thing that comes out every Monday? You get a new kind of custom playlist for you on every Monday. Oh yeah, yeah. and I always listen to that. And uh, like this week's is we're recording this on a Monday. I've already listened to it all, and. A third of it was amazing mm. and, and that I had not heard before. I was like, oh, this is really cool. And a lot of it's old stuff, like 60s and 70s old stuff. Some of the best stuff. Yeah, but it's like, oh, how come I hadn't heard that before? Oh, interesting. So I I think that these streaming channels are amazing for independent artists. Mm-hmm. How about social media? Are you a fan? <sighs> well, you should see the look in her face, folks. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not talented with social media. I have social media platforms. Mm-hmm. I can go months without posting anything and people will be asking me like, where are you? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm not the greatest at keeping it going. Okay. Um, you can only use one channel. What would it be? What, what social media channel would it be? For uh, me, Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Kind of, kind of for the same reason that you said about Spotify, that it's simple. Mm-hmm. And uh, there aren't like a million different things you can do on it. It's just... No. Kind of posts and videos. And right. Have you tried any like something uh, playing live? Have you gone live like on any of these channels? I have actually. I've done that a couple of times. Uh, I've I've done it too when I'm performing somewhere. Set up a camera and mm-hmm. so people who are out of state or can't make it, they can watch the show. Mm-hmm. Um, that's 
one of those things that really relies on your internet speed, though. <laughs> so if you don't have that, then nobody's going to enjoy it. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> exactly, yeah. What did she say? Was yeah. a, not, not to, not, I guess I'm referencing other guests a lot right now today. But That's okay. There was another, another guest I've had on, and he does, he plays live every day. Wow. And he has an amazing setup. He's got a, um, he's got access to a recording studio in Seattle that oh, he can, wow. he can use the, the grand piano. He's a piano player. And so he sets up a very simple, like, you know, with his phone just sits there and he plays. Mm-hmm. And I have, I've watched some of the live streams and he's had over 200 people watching at one time. I mean, it's staggering. He, he's, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, but he does, he's done it like every day for like 400 days. Wow. And he plays for like two or three hours. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he's just, that's, that's yeah, I know. really amazing. It's, it's pretty cool. And so it, it's is. Like, it can work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it can really work if you want to uh, play for two or three hours at a time. Yeah. And you'd, you'd have to know more than Kind of let everybody in on your rehearsal almost every day. Yeah. That's pretty neat. Or you could just play the same seven songs over and over. <laughs> yeah. That works sometimes. <laughs> I, I just always find it interesting talking to, to musicians that are this is your craft. This is what you do. Mm. And I, this may sound awful at first, but I enjoy hearing about the struggles, not, not because I'm mean, (laughs) but not because I'm mean, but because it's like, because the, the perseverance, these problem solving, the, like the pandemic, you know, this, in this guy's case, he started streaming because of the pandemic. Mm. Okay. So it was born out of the inability to be able to perform live. So he, he came up with this other solution. A lot of people went into, you know, into the studio, i.e. GarageBand, mm-hmm. and put a lot of stuff out. And uh, it's been interesting listening to people's journey through the strange times that we've hopefully are past. Mm-hmm. Yours sounds more, more, dare I say, traditional. You know, albums even though they're CDs, um, albums, albums, yes. <laughs> and, and live performances, <laughs> which I think is great. Um, so let's talk about some places that you've played. Typically in the show, we only like to include Washington, but I'm going to give you an out. If there is, you can take an out if you'd like, where are some of the cool places you played in Washington or are you, I'll let you, you know, you said the bluebird cafe. I mean, you can, you can add that to the list. <laughs> That's like pretty cool. <laughs> I have played in wonderful wonderful places in Washington. Some of my favorites, my, the first one that comes to mind, I've only, I played, actually I played there twice is the snowy owl theater in Leavenworth. Have you ever been there? I have not. It's gorgeous. It's in, it's like out in the woods and it's just a beautiful theater. Should go sometime. Okay. That sounds cool. Um, where else? I've played at the Merck playhouse in Twisp. The Ruby Theater in Chelan, movie theater. Uh-huh. I love that theater. Um, so many wineries. Uh, wineries just in general are gorgeous places, right. it seems like. Um, then outside of Washington, I would say, um, oh, well, <laughs> a few years ago, I had a chance to open for Three Dog Night in <laughs> New York City. And at the time, I didn't, when I got the opportunity... I didn't know who they were. And so I was talking to my mom and dad, asking them if they thought this was something I should do. 
And they started singing songs I had never heard before. <laughs> so the answer was yes. <laughs> and we went. Let me let me stop you. Sure. <laughs> I, I want to hear more about this three dog night thing. So how did you if you never heard of the band? Yeah. How did how did you get on their radar to open and not here in Washington, but in New York? In New York. <laughs> yeah. How how did all this come about? It's a great question. So one of the things that I do a lot of is knocking on doors. Okay. Send a lot of emails, a lot of phone calls. And um, one of the places that I contacted was the City Winery in New York City. And okay. there's City Winery in Chicago, City mm-hmm. Winery, I think, in Atlanta. And I there's just there's a, quite it, a few of them. Yeah. And so I reached out to probably all of them. And City Winery in New York responded and said, that sounds great. We'd love to have you. Three Dog Night. They're going to be here in August and they're looking for some support. Like they need any support. Well, an opening act, so they don't have to <laughs> play all night. Act. They don't have to play three hours this way. Right, exactly. <laughs> and uh, would that work for you? And so it was very much so a, wow, where'd that come from type of thing. Um, but you made that happen by being proactive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm going to, you know, most of my friends that are musicians aren't making a lot of money. The drive from Central Washington to New York's a long ways to go for an opening gig. <laughs> you know what? For that one, we flew. <laughs> okay, so you, we flew even even worse, even more expensive. Uh, maybe so. Maybe did you so. did you did you book any other gigs around that? I looked for more gigs, but I didn't find any for that trip. Okay, and so for that one, it was just a one show. Okay, deal. and how'd that go? It was so fun. It was so much fun. It was a sold out show and uh, I never played in New York still. I guess I haven't been back. So that's the only time I played in New York. Okay. And uh, getting ready for that show, figuring out what to play for my 45 minutes. I really wanted to play um, (laughs) this one song and I was told my family, my brother and (laughs) they were telling me, you might not want to play that one in New York. But I'm, there are times when I can get a little stubborn and I decided I was going to play it anyway. And I sang, please come to Boston oh. in New York City. Oh. And everybody booed me. And then they laughed and they were good sports after that. Um, such a fun, <laughs> a fun crowd. And somebody even yelled up like after one of my songs saying, and who says we're not friendly in New York? And um, I didn't know this at the time. Afterwards, my brother, who he flew out to come to, um, he said, that might be the bravest thing I've ever seen. And I was like, really? Why? Well, I didn't know. But Boston and New York, they were like playing. I can't. I think it was playoffs or something. And they were both the baseball. They were playing. And that night, I didn't explain that very well. But you know what I mean? So the Yankees were playing <laughs> the Red Sox in the playoffs. And yes, you played, you. <laughs> please come to Boston in New York City. Yeah. You don't know me very well, but that was either very brave or very dumb. I'll let you pick. <laughs> well, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know that was going on. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. But, yes, that was really fun. Really fun. So how were the guys in Three Dog Night? Great. Okay. So great. Yeah. Did you learn anything by watching them? These guys have been playing for decades. Decades, yeah. Did they just come out? They looked... Like they've been doing it for decades. It's just very relaxed and totally, you know, no ruffles or anything. And mm-hmm. um, my favorite moment was their last song they sang was prayers, 
prayers for the children mm-hmm. and it's all acapella. And so they took, you know, acapella means no instruments. And right. so you could just hear them and they sounded great. Okay. So that was really fun. And they didn't reference Boston at all, did they? No, they didn't. <laughs> they were a little smarter than I. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. So you actually, all kidding aside, that's actually really impressive that you knock on doors, make calls, emails on your own because you almost have to. Mm-hmm. Indie, indie musician, you got to do all you have to have wear all the hats control of yeah all the different facets heard all the cats wear all the hats <laughs> where would you like to play in washington state that you haven't played it's a great question there are a lot of great places I would love to, just in general, I would love to play more on the Seattle side. I've played over there a couple of times. I've played, um, oh, another favorite place, the Ballard Homestead in Ballard. Um, That's a really, it's a very charming um, space. Okay. So that's not a specific place, but Seattle, over there. Over there. Um, Just recently, I went to a concert in Spokane. I got to see Mercy Me. Okay. play and they had Ren Collective with them. They're from Ireland, which truth be told, Ren Collective is why I wanted to go to the show, even uh, though they were like the opening mm-hmm. act. Um, and they played at the Spokane Arena. Is that oh, right? The, the big... The big arena. And um, I love smaller spaces. Like I love, I love the places where I get to play because they are usually smaller spaces with listening audiences. Mm-hmm. But when I went to that show, I was thinking, that looks fun. That would be a fun thing to be a part of. So, Have you gone to any, have you seen any, have you performed in Spokane? I have a few times, yep. Where have you performed in Spokane? I performed at the Bartlett and I've been a part of the Spokane Fall Folk Festival okay. a few times. And this summer I'm going to play at a farmer's market. Okay. I love farmer's markets. Those are so, they're so different to mm-hmm. play. And so that'll be fun. Okay. Yeah, there's some great Spokane's got some great some great venues. Mm-hmm. It really does. And it's Yellow yeah, it does as well. Mm-hmm. So you didn't say well, you might not have said the triple door, because are you aware of the triple door in Seattle? I am aware, yes. Now that you mention it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I like to play there. That's one that it's so funny to me is I ask this question to musicians and, and you know, I, I think when I started talking to musicians, I expected them, you know, well, where would you like to play in Washington? And I really expected everybody to say the gorge. Oh, yeah, that too. No, but I really expected every, <laughs> I'd love to play there too. <laughs> I know, but I really expected everybody to say the gorge. Mm. And pretty much everybody does just what you you do when yeah. I said, oh, the gorge. And I'm like, oh, yeah. It comes back to mind, yes. But yes. the triple door, the triple door comes up a lot. So now let me ask you part two of this question. Part two is, where do you like to see music being performed at in Washington? Ooh. Because it's different for you, isn't it, mm-hmm. to be on the on the stage versus being in the audience? It is. It is okay. different. So, so like one of the reasons people love the Triple Door to play at is great sound, very comfortable venue, green room's nice. This mm-hmm. is what, at least this is what I'm being told because they don't, wouldn't allow me on stage. <laughs> and oftentimes, the very same people that say I want to play the Triple Door say I want to see music at the Triple Door oh. because it's such a great place to see music perform. Mm-hmm. So I always like to ask, you know, like, where would you, where do you like to see music performed? That is a great question because I don't, I don't usually get to see other performers often unless we're in the same 
day or the same gig or the, you know, mm-hmm. um, a few, maybe two or three, well, I don't know how many years ago now <laughs> I was opening for a band in Seattle, um, called Kalimba okay. and a spirit of earth, wind and fire, uh, mm-hmm. tri- tribute or a cover band. Right. And they played, or we played, at the Federal Way Performing Arts Center and the historic Everett Theater. Mm -hmm. And so those were really fun because I, after I was done, I did get to go into the audience and watch the rest of the show. And the Federal Way Performing Arts Center, am I getting that right? Is that what it's called? For the sake of the show, yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay. I'm thinking, as I'm saying it, I'm thinking that's not right. No, I think, actually, I do think that's what it is. Okay. Okay. That is a fantastic theater and let's see where else where else have i seen all right i'm gonna stop you because i want to know your music doesn't line up with <laughs> categorically it doesn't line up with with an earth wind and fire tribute band mm-hmm. is this another one of those knocked on the doors or how did you how did you end up opening for for some reason this happens where i i do end up opening for bands that uh, we're not the same genre we're like we're just um but no so i have a friend who's in that band uh he plays the saxophone and uh, chris sigmund and he invited me to come open for them <laughs> just uh okay. a very you, just a friend you have to you have me. to acknowledge your music doesn't sound like earth wind and fire no earth, wind and fire doesn't sound like you which maybe is, maybe they wanted the contrast i don't know <laughs> but okay but all right, I'm going to see an Earth, Wind, and Fire tribute band. <laughs> I'm expecting to listen to Earth, Wind, and Fire songs. Mm-hmm. And you're on stage. It's possible everyone wondered if they were in the right theater. Yeah, I mean, in that, in that, <laughs> it's possible in that scenario. But how 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 were those audiences? They were great. Okay, yeah. I mean, I have. That's what you're going to hear every time you ask me about an audience. They were great because it's true. Oh, come on now. Yeah. Let's talk, no, it's let's true. talk to her about the audiences. Come on. <laughs> no, I can honestly say other than there have been a few places where I am more background music and those aren't necessarily as much fun to play, but I can honestly say I've never had a bad audience. Okay. Well, when we saw you, not to put you on the spot, but when we saw you at Pivus, yes, that seems kind of, and I like Pivus a lot. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. I do. It just and you had nothing to do with this. Where you were located, yes, just seemed really weird. <laughs> it just didn't seem conducive to enjoying music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just- Pibus Market, so we'll use that as an example. There are certain places where it's a different environment. So Pibus Market, something that's fun about it is, so there were like a few chairs in mm-hmm. front, right? And there were people sitting there and there listening. Were. But there are also people like at the far end of the building who later on will come over and say, oh, I liked that specific song about really? your time on the road. or And so you don't know who's listening in those situations. It's interesting. It's and just a, it's and I an mean odd. To, I mean to explain my really not like the. I'm not didn't mean like they liked your music, really, oh. <laughs> but like they could hear you. I didn't you, take it that way. Okay, because I was like, oh. but but like because given Pivus is a long, narrow, rectangular building, and so if I didn't think the sound would go all the way down to the. the mm-hmm. end. Okay, that's actually good to hear. Yeah, because um, where we were sitting, I was 
we were kind of behind your your amplification, and mm-hmm. so it was a little harder to to hear you. Sure. Um, and we were fairly close, but just you know, because of the yeah, yeah. It's, it is it is a strange setup. Right. Um, I really love. I'm going to play in the outdoor market this summer, and I love that um, just because there aren't. Well, you're outside, mm-hmm. so the sound can go. Right. There's nothing stopping it. Have you ever played McGlynn's in Wenatchee? No, I haven't. You should check that out. The Glens. McGlynn's. 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 Okay. Yeah. We got a nice little. This is really you would you you would fit in perfect because it's a a very small little place outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a nice little restaurant, and uh, I will have to check them out. Check them out. There. If you get one thing out of this this conversation, is there's a lead. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> You're to help. Well, I'm going to ask you to play another song. Okay. Um, yeah. And mm. why don't you introduce that? Okay. She had no idea I was going to make her do this again. I didn't so know we, you were going to ask me for another song. I know. I know. She's going to replay the first song, folks. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, could you hear it the first time with the rain? <laughs> yes. Now we'll play it without rain. <laughs> for, for no, no percussion. <laughs> A few years back, I was playing at the Kerrville Folk Festival in Texas. It's by San Antonio. And I'd never been to Texas, and so I was very excited to go. Since then, I've been told that I haven't been to Texas because I was only there for maybe, I was there for less than a day. You can't see a lot of Texas in not even a day. But I had to get out of there fast. That sounds funny. I had to leave (laughs) soon because I had to play in Seattle like the next day and, um, you, so, didn't, you didn't mention Boston, did you? I didn't mention Boston. <laughs> I've kind of learned not to mention Boston anymore, unless I'm just going to sing the song. But San Antonio, that's where this song began. This is your time on the road. My fingers have gotten cold <laughs> sitting out here, so I'm going to start that again. That's an interesting way to start a song. My fingers have gotten cold. <laughs> My fingers are cold. Well, I fumbled. Okay, here we go. <laughs> to San Antonio for a day and a really great show need to be in Seattle by tomorrow I have friends I don't know yet waiting for me oh Chicago it's good to be Back where I have a little history Missed a call while on stage in New York City But tonight, before we sleep There's your voice on the phone Wherever you go, just know You can come back home Don't stay far away I long to hear the tales of your time On the road Sing the songs of the road And if you don't belong out there Turn around and come home 
Sing good morning to Raleigh now, then to the coast for a most lovely town. I wrote this down, bound for Nashville and the home crowd, even now. Lost or found, there's your voice on the phone. Wherever you go, just know you can come back home. Don't stay far away. I long to hear the tales of your time on the road. Sing the songs of the road. And if you don't be long out there, turn around and come home. Sort of the car go fire at the end. <laughs> so one thing I've noticed is you you fly to New York for a show, you go to Texas for a show. Mm-hmm. I think maybe good natured here, you need to learn how to book out a tour so that you can. <laughs> I know like, that's you know, true. Not, not do not do these like fifteen hundred, two thousand mile shows. Yeah, I like to go really far from home for a very short amount of time. Yeah, I just, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'm working on that. I'm actually in July. I'll be spending a week in Wisconsin, so I'm I'm Ooh. working in the right direction, spending a little more than just a day. Okay. So, how did you end up uh, booking Wisconsin for a week? I have so my sister lives in Wisconsin, so it's a great reason to look around in that area, right? And just found some really great places who all. It's like it's how a tour is supposed to work. Right. <laughs> Finding all these places with good uh, amount of time in between. And mm-hmm. so that'll be really fun. Oh, that's awesome. So what's next for you? You're playing a bunch of shows this summer. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's kind of the, the constant you're performing. Yeah. You've got an album that you're working on. Mm-hmm. What's next? That's a good question. That's a big question, actually. 
performing and playing in more places, meeting new people, hearing new stories, writing new songs. Uh, the album is definitely, the next album is the big project Do you for have this a working year. title? I don't. Well, actually, I do. I have a few, and that's the problem. I can't tell you one, okay? Because then it might not be that. Okay. Well, that's, that's why we preface it by saying <laughs> album six. Album six. Yeah, okay. that's the working title. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Album six. Mm-hmm. Look for album six coming soon to Spotify. <laughs> when you're not writing music and performing music, what do you like to do? Anything that has to do with being with my family and. My, so my sister lives in Wisconsin. One of my brothers lives in Indiana. And so that's another reason to travel, mm-hmm. is to get over there. And I do like just traveling in general and seeing new places. Um, I like to read. Okay. What, what, what do you like to read? <laughs> All kinds of things, I guess. Um, I, I didn't think you were going to ask me that. I thought it was just going to be like, well, I like to read. <laughs> what, sort of, what, what genre do you, do you like? I, to... I like fantasy. I like, right now I'm reading Emma by Jane Austen, which is not okay. fantasy. No. Um, so I like the classics. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. That's cool. Coffee? No, unfortunately I'm. And we're in a coffee shop, folks. Yeah. Well, Can you I hear was... the disappointment in my voice? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking I might have to get a hot chocolate. A hot sure. chocolate. All right. Well, let's give you some slack on that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, what? So you like to travel. So let's confine this question to Washington State. Where do you want to go? What? What? What haven't you seen here that you want to go check out? I would love to go see the beaches on the the west side up on the peninsula okay just like you've never been up there i have but it's it's the thing i've traveled up there for shows okay i don't really have time to like look around or go anywhere you need a tour manager i'm just saying i mean you got these two thousand mile things and now you don't have time to look at beaches yeah this is the struggle of being an indie (laughs) artist trying to learn how to do all those things (laughs) no i'm kidding but you're right you're right that's that's yeah you've missed you will not be disappointed Mm. okay well why don't we wrap this up by you telling everyone where they can find you online even though you just let's see just to rub it in you've acknowledged that you're not great at social media but where can people (laughs) i'm trying i'm trying to be better where can people find out more about you maybe find out where you're playing in washington state so they can come out sure and uh hear what you've got to say well i'm hoping to play in washington state a lot this summer have some dates already up and you can find everything on my website, which is bjeanmusic.com. Okay. B-J-E-A-N music. And yeah, I'd love to see anybody who wants to come and <laughs> listen to some music, um, make some new friends. So. All right. Last question. Okay. What didn't I ask you that I should have? I think, I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to think of something clever and nothing came to me. Perfect. That's that's a clever answer. I do have a a question for you, actually. Um, Having this podcast outside, is this something that, like, are you, do you normally have conversations like this outside with the birds and the rain? And (laughs) (laughs) So at the time that we're recording this, 
I've probably recorded 200 episodes. Wow. I haven't published them all yet. So we're probably in about the 170 range. That's amazing. And I would say out of those approximately 200, maybe 15 have been recorded in person. We started this during COVID, so it wasn't wasn't possible. Mm-hmm. I've had terrible success in person. I've had three really great conversations not get recorded. <laughs> and I'm hoping that this isn't going to be fourth. So I pref- my preference is I prefer to do them remotely only because I'm more confident in the tech. Mm. And I prefer to do them remotely because it doesn't rain in my office. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad it doesn't rain in your Because electronics, not the best. But oh. actually, I do enjoy um, meeting people. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of fun to be able to sit down and, 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 and talk like we're doing this today. But the audio quality just is almost always better when it's remote. Mm. Just because these microphones that we're talking on are going to my my producer is going to have his work cut out for him to to try to turn off some of the background noise. Mm-hmm. He won't be able to turn it all off, and that's okay because that's ambiance. I think I'd like to almost go fifty fifty though. To be honest with you, to answer your question, I'd, I'd like to do more of this and, mm-hmm. and less of the in studio stuff. And as the weather improves, uh, it's easier to do. Mm-hmm. So well, I got to tell you, I really appreciate what you're doing with your podcast and highlighting and supporting and encouraging artists and musicians and businesses don't and forget your neighbors. Making, don't forget making fun too, because we do poke fun at people. <laughs> well, I, I noticed that a little bit, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we try to, we try to, we try to make it enjoyable and, and lighthearted for everybody. Mm-hmm. So, well, thank you for making this happen and scheduling this. And um, I look forward to seeing you play this summer. Yeah. Thank you so much. Join us next time for another episode of the Exploring Washington State podcast.